Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I am Bridget McGowan and I am joined by Lisa Monette. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hey, so nice to meet you, Bridget. It is great to have you because you are not just a professional speaker, but you work with other speakers and professional speakers or people who have to make presentations as part of their job or as part of their roles with companies. Tell us exactly what you do and why you love it. Oh my God, I love that question. You know, I am a camera confidence coach. I'm a speaker ninja. I help people come alive on camera. I help people stop stalling and start standing out. That's my big passion. Why I do it is because I just believe that we should have freedom to be who we are, grow our companies, grow our brand. I'm a creative soul. That's one part of my my thing I love. I think that's a perfect tagline for you or a perfect branding message for you, if you will, or I don't know, logo. I don't know. No, logo is not the word that I'm looking for. And I'm going to stop looking for the word because I'm eating up precious airtime. But, but I have a group it's- called Come Alive on Camera. So just so you know, that, that it's called come, the Come Alive on Camera Tribe on Facebook. You're absolutely, you hit it on the nail. There is a place to be for that. There's that word. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Now, I'm also looking for the answer to this question. You know, I'm dying to know the answer. What stops people from standing out on camera? What makes people say, oh, I I just can't do this? And and they keep making the excuses. There's a lot. One of the biggest ones that I see from my clients and, and friends and colleagues that I watch and, you know, talk with, the biggest one is that they're a couple of things. They're not sure if it's good enough. I don't, I'm not prepared enough yet. I don't have my, or they're into scripts and things. So that it's, it's not good enough. Um, who's going to watch me? Why would anybody even watch me? Or if they have a lot of confidence, like I do, I was trained by some really cool professional celebrities and things. And I went to my mentor, Roger Love, who's a very famous celebrity coach. I went to Hollywood to do this training with him one day. And I've, I had been a flight attendant. I was a national speaker and I've just had this big background. He goes, you know what, Lisa, you're just not loud enough. You're not using your volume in the way you sound. So people are scared of how they sound when they, when they, not only what they look like, but people don't like the sound of their own voice. So this weird voice starts coming out on stages. These weird characters start to come out. So that's what I do. I help them hone into like, who are you? Forget the stage voice or corporate voice or video voice. And that's, that takes practice and being vulnerable. And I think that, to answer your question, is, is one of the parts that people lose their confidence, even if they're confident off the camera, off the stage. It's like, where did you go? 
<laughs> you were so great. I put a microphone on you. Like, what's this microphone voice coming out? So yeah, that's it's, some of the things I see. It's the most bizarre thing because it'll happen to me in conducting podcast interviews. Uh-huh. I typically will speak with guests for five, 10 minutes before we hit record, sometimes longer, what have you. Yeah. And it's not intentional in terms of trying to warm them up. I mean, I just do that, right? You know, and then I'll hit record, Lisa. And then all of a sudden I get this totally different person. I'm like, where was the person I was talking to? Is that person I told you that, right? It's exactly true. That's so cool. You're so good at speaking though. I mean, I'm, honestly, I just met you a little while back and I started looking at your videos yesterday. How did you learn to get so good? Like you're a crack, you're funny and you have humor. And that's another thing I love when people are so serious. You can't be serious, but how did you learn to get so good? Right, I am still exploring that, Lisa. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. I am often asked, where does my confidence come from, right? Yeah. And I don't have the best answer, which is part of the reason I am launching another podcast Mm -hmm. and talking about confidence, because I really believe that's where it starts. So then the next question is, okay, well, great, Bridget. You don't want to answer Lisa's question of how did you get so good speaking? Where does the confidence come from? I don't know. That's, That's okay. what I'm hoping to find in these conversations with other people about confidence, but it starts there. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. confidence is about not caring if people like it or not, not right. worrying about whether they're listening, paying attention or not. It's deciding to do it mm-hmm. because you know, you can. <laughs> no, you know what, you know, Bridget, that is, Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And one of the things when I coach, uh, I coach clients on how to be on camera and how to speak for the, for all these different, you know, venues and different things. One of the things I say about confidence, also confidence can come and go. I might wake up today and go, I don't really feel confident. I have a headache or I don't feel right or something happens. So where'd your confidence go? So, okay, let's just say your confidence goes off, you know, it leaves, but guess what? That focus was on you. When you start to focus on, hey, I might not feel confident today, but you know what? That one person out there needs this message. So get it together, Lisa. Do something to change it up. And that's what we do. We you know, teach techniques on how do you move your body? How do you shift? Because this world's crazy right now. And at one moment, you can go, well, she just helped me get rid of my confidence. Or can I tell you another one? Yes. What do you think about this big word? This one always cracks me up when people talk about vulnerability. You have to be vulnerable. I can't stand watching these, you know, people on camera. They're not vulnerable. I said, okay, listen, there's two things about vulnerability. <laughs> you need to be, oh, I'm sorry, not just vulnerable, but authentic. I mix the two words up. It's authentic, authenticity. They were using that word a lot lately. And I'm like, listen, you can be very authentic, but if your authentic sound is low volume, and you're boring, and you're monotone, it's extremely authentic. No one's listening. And that's the thing. We have to own our power. But being on this microphone, wherever it may be on camera, in person, we've got to exaggerate in a way because people are, are zoning out, you know, like they could be zoning out to us right now. And so I'm getting louder, maybe because I just like, <laughs> I'm excited. Because we ever heard po- some podcasts, you got a bridge, I can't listen to some podcasts sometimes. Because they're just, they all started getting real vulnerable and they started talking, they're just talking that podcast voice. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. It's so cute. It's a meditation now. I'm out, you know? So 
I like to tell people when they're presenting <laughs> virtually, yeah. when they're presenting digitally, or not digitally, yeah, I guess digitally. I don't know where I'm going with this. I do know where I'm going. <laughs> if they're not in person, I need you to think Texas. Everything in Texas is bigger. So I need your voice to be bigger. I need your gestures to be bigger. I need your facial expressions to be bigger. I need the yeah. intonations and the change in your voice to be bigger than they would be than if you were in person. Now, we're not saying be monotone right. in person, but we are saying that you have to make up for that physical distance if you're presenting via Zoom, if you're presenting via audio only. You have to think Texas. Everybody, Lisa Monet gets you watched and heard on live video. She's a challenge success mentor, a camera confidence ninja. She helps you define your voice. She works with high vibe, high achieving entrepreneurs, CEOs, and authors. And you can be new or experienced to speaking live on camera. She's been trained by number one celebrity voice coach uh, to Tony Robbins, uh, Brendan Bouchard, Bradley Cooper, uh, Roger Love, and many more. She's the creator of the video rehearsal studio on Facebook called the Come Alive on Camera Tribe. Make sure you go over to Facebook and join that group. Some of her clients have been ABC, CNN, Fox, the Discovery Channel, Emmy, Academy Awards show, the Golf Channel, Tupperware CEO, the list goes on and on. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I've, done, I've been around. <laughs> no, you know what you're doing, okay? Yeah, Not I love old, it. You know what you're doing. And check this out. This might be the most interesting factoid about Lisa. Tony Robbins picked her to dance on his stage and support the events. How you like that? So cool. So Lisa's cool, you guys. expertise is to help you to stop stalling and to stand out. In the show notes, there is a link for you to watch her masterclass class. Everything about using and improving your voice energy when you speak, it is there. Lisa, how did you get into the work that you do? Like, what did you just wake up at the age of 12 and said, this is what I'm doing? How did this happen? I love it. I was born in Los Angeles. You know, people tell the story. Now, here's the bottom line. I'm from Los Angeles, born in Hollywood. My mother had us taking dance classes at three years old, you know, and I think my whole life, I just have always loved theater expression. My daughter uh, skated with Olympic ice skaters, you know, so I was always around cameras, TV, sports. My mother owned beauty salons. Uh, I was around makeup. I'm a professional makeup artist too. And what's happened, I think in all these years, it's evolved. I definitely love sales. I love that whole thing of helping people transform. When I worked with Tony Robbins, it was, I was winning a pink Cadillac and Mary Kay years, many, many years ago. And, and then I, all these transformation companies, I was trying to transform my brain, you know, so all of it was kind of this journey, but it always was about full expression. You want to know that one of the real reasons is I wanted to be a dancer. And in my day, there was no internet, there was no dancing. And I, I just, there was no dancing unless you were a balancing ballerina. So I didn't get to be this expression that I really wanted, but I still take dancing to this day. But I think what happened is when I met Roger Love at a Brendan Bouchard event, this is really true. Not only Tony Robbins made a difference, but when I met Brendan Bouchard, uh, Brent, Brendan Bouchard and Roger Love, when I saw that, look at this, we can help people get expression and freedom, you know, on the camera that I think that to answer your question, I think that's the part 
that's really fueling me of who I am today. But let me share one thing. I work with also a lot of professionals. I have two clients right now, 30 years executives with a hospital, 30 years chancellor at colleges are pivoting. They're also now taking their expertise and they're becoming consultants. Well, they are filled with knowledge. But when they came over to this side to get using the camera, especially social media spots, they were like, I can't even talk. So I feel so rewarded to take talented people. I work usually with really talented or people that are up to something. And I say, listen, we got to free up this old way of thinking. And I help them get freed up. And I think my dance classes and all the Hollywood thing and the expression, you know, and, and all that, I think it has pulled together that helps me be a unique force to bring out the celebrity in you, to bring out that voice in you. One, one strategy, one strategy that anyone can put in place right now to feel more confident when they have to speak on camera. And it doesn't matter if it's a Facebook Live, a LinkedIn Live, if it's five minutes, if it's a full-blown 30-minute presentation at a virtual comp- a conference. What's one thing someone could put in place right now? This is a great question because what's trending really big and it's getting even bigger and bigger is short videos. Can you talk for 60 seconds 90 seconds on something that you like. And here's the strategy. You have you have to grab them in a couple seconds. You just say something that excites you about any subject. Okay. Don't think it has to be about your business right now. That starts to get people all, you know, what are you really good at? Golf, travel? Why are you even loving your business? Anything you want. You have this grabber and then you have one or two points about it. You go, I love this. Give a testimony on somebody else. Do something that's so easy that you can talk about it to anyone. And then at the end of it, you know, connect with the audience in some way. What do you think? Ask a question. Just And if you start to practice, I know it sounds basic, but a lot of people can't talk for 60 seconds because they, they go up in their head. And I'm saying, forget it being serious right now. Just have a few points that you want to do. Practice it on your... Practice it on your phone, talk into recording, you know, but the main thing is get out of your head and just do it sloppy and just do it. Because once you start doing it, you're going to get better. Your first one's going to be awful or they might be great. But guess what? Like you said earlier, who cares? You know, I don't care what happens out there and I care completely what happens out there. It's a, it's an oxymoron, you know, because of course I care. I want to give to you. I want to make a difference. I'm, you're watching me. Thank you for watching me right now. Thank you for listening to us right now. You know, I want to give back to you. Make it about the other person, you know? Because I'm telling you, if you do a test right now, if you get caught, caught up on something, it's going to focus right back on your your whatever. Oh, I'm not good enough for this. Or I'm not sure. What if they don't like it? How do you even know? Test it. That's why I work with clients. I help them try and get, try something different. Like children, people get so serious and, That's what I learned from my mentor. We got to free it up, babe, free it up. (laughs) That's awesome. And when I think about how you and I both will agree that we don't worry or or, I shouldn't say we don't care about what the audience thinks, but it's, it's like we don't get so caught up in judgment Maybe right. Right. And, and worrying about what people are going to think that it, hinders us, that it stymies us, that it freezes us. Yes, we care, but it doesn't get to the point where we're paralyzed by it. We care in a way 
that has us saying, let me do the best I can and give the audience, give the listeners the kind of experience I would want to have if I was on the receiving end. Lisa, but if I was to ask you a question, I bet you, I bet I know the answer to this. And yeah. when you're speaking on a stage, let me ask you, do you talk to everyone? Are you looking at a soul at a time? You know what I mean? Are you trying to get everybody at once or no? Are you connecting with people at certain space. I mean, I don't know your style, but I'm guessing you don't try to get everybody at once. You're connecting with souls at a time. Yes. And yes. Do okay, I good. connect with one person at a time? Yes. But right. in the process, I'm connecting with everyone. Right. So this is what I'll do, Lisa. This is what yeah. I'll do. Tell me, tell me. I love it. <laughs> I draw an imaginary diamond shape over the audience. Okay. So I've got four points. And I will spend a certain amount of time looking over to the far left point. And if I happen to look a certain person directly in the eyes and talk to that person, I know the majority of the people in that person's vicinity feel like I'm looking right at them. Love I'll it. A bit of time there. And then I go to the top of the diamond and I'll do the same thing over to the far right side of the diamond, spend several seconds there. So and they then feel down you. The center. Yeah. And they so feel I you. rotate. It's not obvious. You have to look very closely and just, I don't know, just, you have to be super nosy to notice that that's what I'm doing. But during the course of that presentation, whether there's just a few dozen in the room or a few thousand in the room, you're going to feel like I have spoken to every single one in there. Although I've probably only looked a few people directly in the eyes. Oh, that's so good. See, that's why the camera can get throw people off too. I, I, I have to literally like kick butt on some of my clients. Like you're not looking at this lens, like me and you right now, obviously I'm not looking at you right now. I'm looking right at this lens. Now this is a podcast, but we still, it's being filmed, you know, on, on a camera. And so many people, they, they zone out, their eyes go all over and it happens, you know, on video. Just, I go, dude, you got to look at me. It's not everybody, the billion people on the internet. You got to just look right at me, you know, not with a sticky note or a fake crap. You just, you could, you got your soul hat. So, Hey, Hey Lisa, I'm talking to you right there. Lisa, right there. You know, that's a lot of people that they get all zoned up and they get in their head. And what do we say when you're in your head, you're dead. So you got to, and, and here's another, let me give you one more tip. When, when I, when I'm speaking or uh, I'm teaching people, coaching people on speaking, if you get lost or you get thrown off, I literally said, hold on a second. I just lost my thought. Or hold on a minute. I got to, just a second. I got to tell you something. Take a sip of water. Rebreathe. People lose oxygen when they're speaking. That's, a, as you know, a speaker tip is they, they're speaking and they have no oxygen. They're going like this. Or they start talking about something. They're sounding like the Kardashians. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk down here. No, 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 no. We have to have tone tone people. Sorry, I get excited about this. <laughs> no, I totally get it. And that vocal fry sound that people get, I, that drives me up a wall. The high rising terminal where everything <laughs> sounds like a question. There's a commercial. Uh, West, and I don't know if it's everywhere. High rise terminal. I'm writing this down. I see the penthouse. Terminal. Get out That's of the penthouse the and come back down. <laughs> That's what it's called. Let me tell you, Lisa, there's a commercial that just makes me cringe whenever it comes on. Really? Which one? <laughs> it, it It is for a, I guess I probably shouldn't call the brand name. It is for a bathroom remodeling company. And everything the woman says, 
sounds just like this. I know who it I'm is. I'm not even kidding you. I know. And exactly. I told my husband just the other day, I said, who let her get away with making a commercial that sounds like that? So that's funny. I also, know exactly what you're doing. They used to flip houses. I know exactly what you're talking about. That voice drove me crazy. I used to watch the show and I'd go, my friend now is actually doing something like that. She was trained with these kind of people and she's from Ireland and she's, she's starting to sound a little serious. I'm like, stop it. Don't do that. It's boring. It's Valley girl. No, we got to change it, it up. It, it drives me up a wall. Back to your point about mm-hmm. if you lose your train of thought, because you're human, you are not a robot. Mm-hmm. You, you may have your presentation completely memorized. I was about to say you don't, but you might. And that's great. Don't feel like you have to, but you are human. Mm-hmm. You are not a machine. And it's totally possible that you might lose your train of thought. Check this out. Don't be afraid to ask the audience, where did I leave off? That's a good one. Or even say, you know what? Forgive me. I'm getting old. <laughs> Self-deprecation works for me. Tell me, what what was the last thing I said? I get so excited and so passionate. I go off on a tangent. I need to get back on track. And then they yell out the audience. They'll yell it out or they'll make comments on social media. I go, where were they at? And then everyone, all the good students want to tell you, this is exactly where you were. I have it in my notebook. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like now they feel, that's nice. It feels like you're connecting. And it's real. I'm not making it up, you know? I'm not making it up. And I love when I have slides, my slides are typically images, fantastic high res images, not a lot of words. And so I can glance at my confidence monitor or downstage monitor and get an idea of what in the world I may have been talking about. So don't feel like it's an utter failure. Not that we're suggesting that people feel that way, but don't get too tripped up if you do lose your train of thought. Like Lisa said, grab a sip of water or just ask your audience for help. Lisa, what do you love to present on? In a little bit, you'll have an opportunity to ask me a question, although you already asked me one. You you get a bonus question. <laughs> but for now, I want to know, what do you love to present on? Well, I, I present on many subjects. I present on um, being on reels, like short form videos. I just had this one. What was it called? I forgot the name. Oh, I can't even think of it. Now I can't remember the name now that I was thinking about the thing. Anyway, I, I do things on standing out on short form videos. I teach on confidence. I teach on hair and makeup and set. I teach on um, uh, practice skills. You know, I give feedback. I really love... I take videos, I take your presentation skills and I pull them up. I have a special way of coaching and we pull them up together and I go through them with you on it. I like doing hot seats. I specialize in that. I bring people on. I have them just talk. Tell me something. Like when Roger Love told me in Hollywood, just speak, Lisa. And he's like, that's boring and you're not loud. I'm like, oh my God. You, do you know how you sound? You know, I ask people that question. You do, but you, you know, but a lot of people think they know how they sound but they don't know how they sound. So I help people, I coach on and I speak on finding the character of you. If we were going to name a television show about you, how, what would it be? And do you know how many people go blank? Even you ask me right now, because I didn't know you were going to ask me, what do I teach on? I'm thinking, I teach on so many things. I don't have it lined up, but what, what my soul is, bottom line, is I teach people how to really own who they are and, and be freed up to share so that they can 
enroll, inspire, make more money, you know, change lives because their voice matters. That's what I coach on now. And is my, my training also is not cookie cutter set on just all these modules or this and that. Yeah. There's basics. We do have to have tonality, but every, I look at it like my little Hollywood background, like what's the character of Bridget. So I'm going to do a movie on Bridget. What are we going to do? I got to find out who is she. And I help you, I help them bring that out. So, like I talked about Hollywood and the dance, you know, and all that. Sometimes people forget, you know, your whole life up to this point, I'm assuming your, your audience has been up to something, right? All those scenes in your life from LA, New York, Chicago, Arizona, Greece, weddings, divorces, deaths, all of that is pure content that goes straight into what you do for a living. Because your corporation and your company that you are a CEO or you're working or you work your way, your way up. Now in 2023, we we care about caring. We don't, you know, it's different. It's, it's different. So that's what a lot of people like, you know, owning their power. And that's what I coach on. I have to ask, Lisa, if there was a television show or a movie, <laughs> you're the star of it, or your life is the center of the of the production what would the name of the show or the movie be oh my god i have so many different. i mean i have my other websites called badass beauty tv and you know what tv stands for transformational videos it's like the badass beauty tv show you're beautiful on the inside and out and you have transformation and i want to share that so that's one of them and then I have many other titles. I can't tell you. <laughs> Just depends. <laughs> no, that's a great question. I haven't been asked that myself. Thank you. You know, I'm going to have 20 titles like when I hang up with you right now. And see, this is what and, happens. <laughs> and I'm totally fine with that. Get your pen and paper out and knock them down. I know exactly the feeling. I know exactly the feeling. Oh my God. This is so Lisa, funny. what's your question for me? You know what? I, I want to ask you um, what's... Your, some of your tips on people to want to do public speaking, like really want to get out and they're just getting started. I have a lot of clients that are very talented and they want to get out and start doing public speaking, you know, in public, not, I mean, I really specialize on the, on camera, but how about new people that want to get speaking gigs? What's a, what's some tips now that you could give on that? Number one, figure out what it is you want to be known for. Mm -hmm. What is your signature message? What is your core topic? I want you to think about when people think of X, with X being your core topic, your core message, your signature message. Mm -hmm. When people think of X, they think of your name. That is first and foremost. Next, put yourself out there. Will you get paid to speak initially? You might. I don't want to immediately say, oh, you won't get paid when you first start out. No, not necessarily, especially if you've got years upon years of experience or you are a published author or you've won awards or you're just known mm -hmm. in your field or you're known for that thing. So I'm not going to say, oh, don't expect to get a check. Put yourself out there. And if you have someone come to you, Let's say it's an inbound opportunity. Someone comes to you. Don't you say, yes, I'll speak. Say, yes, I'll speak. What is your budget for this engagement? Nice. Which leads me to number three, know your value. Identify exactly how much you will speak for, for how long, what size audience. Think about all of the variables, all of the factors that play into 
that speaking engagement. And they're not just paying you for the 60 minutes you're on stage. They're paying you for the hours, the days, the months, the years, the decades upon decades of expertise that you are bringing to their audience. So one, put yourself out there as a speaker and figure out what do you want to be known for. Two, Start booking those engagements, whether you're speaking at conferences, company lunch and learns, going on podcast interviews, start speaking. And then finally, know what you're worth and insist on your worth. I love that. It's so great. I remember years ago, they wanted uh, to be maybe an offer to speak for this MLM company. It was a big, huge billion dollar cosmetic. And I had not, you know, I was just brand new of speaking, but I was really experienced in the makeup thing and everything. And I remember going to her office, actually went to her home in Newport Beach, and I had a number in my mind, you know, like a, a number. I said, well, bottom line, I need to make sure it's a minimum this. But so I put out a really high offer and she literally, after we talked and she said, I, can I give you the check on Monday? And I remember walking out and I went, oh my goodness. And I exactly, because I did exactly what you had said. I said, I'm not paying for that. 20, 30 minutes or whatever. I said, I'm paying for all these years and I needed to find out what did that audience actually need? So yeah, it was really, it's very, very rewarding uh, when you get paid to speak, you know, I, I mean, especially when you do own it, that look at I'm, I'm worth that. A lot of people don't really, and that's the challenge also that I love, you know, in the coaching that I do on the camera stuff is people don't realize that you are, your message is fantastic. And stop thinking you have to be like gurus or somebody else, you know? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And one of my favorite books, I'm not showing it, but it's called Steal Like an Artist from Austin Cleone. I don't know if you've ever read him. He's incredible. He was a journalist, but he's basically saying, listen, there's nothing new. There's nothing new. There's only interpretations. So look at things, look at other people's stuff and then figure out what, no, my take on it is this, this makes me, that's going to take the pressure off. And then you'll find your voice the more you do it, you know, doing podcasts like with someone like you and having people ask you questions. It makes you, it makes you think. Sometimes people aren't thinking, look at, you have these answers. They're right there. You know, I didn't freak out when you asked me, what's the name of the thing? Some people will go, I'm not, have you, let me ask you this, Bridget, have you ever asked people questions like, you know, point blank, they don't know it's coming and they really do give you the deer in the headlight because I have, I go, they go, I don't know. And I go, you can't say, I don't know. You cannot say, Simon says, you've you got to give say. me, you've got to give me something, spin it, change the question, <laughs> throw, it, throw it back at the, at the questioner yes. and do something. You've got to give me no, something. No, dear, they had like people and I mess with people a lot. So I love you because you're messing, you're doing like what I do. Like, I don't know what you were going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. But I'm telling you, if you can also, that's, we're giving people actually a tip, I think right now is that let somebody ask you something you don't really know, because guess what, you're going to find out what do you really know? What do you stand for? What are you known for? You know, I'm known for a lot of many, I'm known for many things. I mean, my voice, passion out there being chosen by Tony Robbins, Tony, all these companies that go bring Lisa in. She's going to get the audience going. She's going to change the room. So are you doing that? Or are you just watching like sports? I love the NFL. Are you, you know, I love those fans they are out there screaming because you know what? They just want to be on the field. Some of them, or they don't want to be in the field. They just want to watch. That's that old metaphor. Are you in the stands? You out there at least trying to get your knees dirty. You know, that's what you got to do to become a speaker. 
There you go. There you go. I got excited. Sorry, that was a rant. <laughs> no, that's no. But hey, it happens. It happens to all of us when you're passionate about what you do. It happens. They cut me off. <laughs> Lisa, what is one last thing our listeners can take away from you, your experience, in order to make sure they're they're showing up brilliantly and just really taking control of that microphone? Oh, I love that. You know, for me, I would say to your speakers to look in the mirror, look in the mirror and really look and see who do you see? Like, really, who do you see? And and get a paper out and start writing out. Like, just drop it like adjectives. I see power. I see pain. I see money. I see I see dead people. I see whatever. You know what I mean? Start seeing things of who you are. And, and just own it. And if you need help on it, that's what I do. I truly believe I would not be where I am today if I didn't have mentors, dance teachers, speakers, all these different things help me. Was Did I have a lot of confidence growing up? Yeah. Do I have personality? Yep. Did. Introvert? No. Out there. But I work with so many introverts and extroverts, it doesn't make any difference. Because at any moment, someone's going to help you go from wherever you're at like an Olympic athlete. My daughter grew up with Olympic ice skaters. I mean, I did makeup for Olympics and all kinds of stuff. And I would watch these kids for years and they were so talented naturally, or they weren't, but that coach is going to take you to another level. So trust yourself. You're worth it to do that. And if you don't have a coach, that's okay too, but make sure that you value yourself enough to go, wait a minute, don't be hard on yourself. Get someone to support you because you're going to become, like I said, those actors in Hollywood that win the Academy Awards or Scorsese films or Brad Pitt or any of these people, do they need a director? No, they know how to speak, but why do they have those directors? Because every human being can be bigger if somebody's going to pull them even bigger. So why not do that? Have fun with it too. It's really a lot of fun to speak. It's fun. I agree. I agree. It, it, make it fun, right? Yeah. Make, yeah. make it fun. A big F word. Forget the fear. Go for the fierce fun. Okay. That's my motto. There we have it. There we have it. Lisa Monette, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, Bridget, you're adorable. I'm so glad we met. I feel like I've known you. It's so cute. Why don't you come over to Vegas? Come on. You're not far away. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. I hope that I can oh connect goodness. with you again. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. I appreciate being called adorable at this age in life. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> and cute. And to my listeners, I thank you every single time for tuning in and especially for listening to this episode. Until next time, I am Bridget McGowan. Make sure you always own the microphone.